Welcome to Music Biz 101 and more, your free advice radio show. The camera was not pointing at me. There we go. The free advice radio show and podcast finds <laughs> every Wednesday at Brave New Radio 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson, the University in scenic Wayne, New Jersey, or on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio as a podcast. I am your co-host, Professor David Kirk Philp, with your other co-host, Dr. Esteban. Mark Crony. And that's who he is. We are live. We are pre-recording what you're listening to from Nashville, Tennessee at the Music Biz 2016 Convention. Yeah. Yeah, so we want to thank the Music Biz Association for giving us the space in the bowels of the Convention Center of Nashville, Tennessee, so that we could record is people. Is it still snowing? It is snowing outside, we believe. We have oh, not we've been, been down outside. here for two and a half months. Now, is it still snowing? It is Joe Pomerico, who hey. is the student here. Hey, hey, how are you? What's up? Great. Joe's uh, nothing. What's up with you, Joe? Not much. Oh, very good to ask him if it's snowing. Yeah, I know. Is it, I, I wanted to ask you if you were snowing. When I said Joe, you it's were supposed to ask questions about it. Just, it's no not snowing snow. in the oh, springtime well, in uh, Nashville. Uh, uh, Joe Pomerico is getting his MBA in music management at William Patterson University in scenic way, New Jersey. Good for you, Joe. <laughs> Joe set up this interview with Jason Ross of TSM Studio. For those listening, we're actually being filmed at the same time. Why are we being filmed, Jason? Uh, I have an enormous ego, and I just really, really can't stand oh. to even live life without being on film. That makes total okay. sense to all of us, especially I. So thanks to the Music Biz Association for that. We want to thank Mia, the Music and Entertainment Industry Education Association, gave us a grant, which helped people like Joe come here to Nashville to subsidize these expenses. We have two more thanks. May we give two more thanks, Jason? You may. You may. Thank you very much. The first thanks is to the folks at Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management. They're business managers for bands like Dave Matthews, Charlie Puth, Sharon Jones, the Dap Kings, and Kiss. There's only one place for you to go for your band's management. Go to vb-cpa.com when it's best for you, Joe. Joe, you're in Aracuda. If you guys needed a business manager, where would you go? To Van Dyne. Van Dyne, Bruno, Inc. Bruno, Inc. <laughs> That's it. You would do it. And we also want to give thanks to Christine Vey, a wealth manager and the president of Vey Wealth Management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson manage their investments and plan out their retirement. If you're looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance and retirement planning, give Christine a call. Will you repeat after me, Jason? I am. 732-455-1510. You can also email her, christine at veywealth.com, and she will advise you and help you. Of course, Christine always wants you to know. Your money, your values, our focus. <laughs> and our focus right now turns to Jason Ross. I had that. Of TSM Studio. Studio, go. not studio. Studio, thank you for, One for studio. noticing that. Yes, that's, okay, they will expand to 70,000 yes. shortly. We right would now. like to expand, but somebody decided to buy my domain name 10 years ago and squat on it and try to charge me $1,000 just for it because it has an S. 
Really? Oh, yes. No nice. website, nothing. He was like, I think I'll take $1,000. So we're TSM Studio. Right. That's, uh, that's the way you fix Here that. And you have that extra $1,000 on your pocket? I, I do. I do. I spent it on another domain name that had three S's, so I got way more bang for my pocket. <laughs> there we go. Right. All right. Joe Pomerico, it is your turn to grill him. So take over. Well, I'll get you started with you, just okay. a little bit of background. Okay. You went to Full Sail University. Yes, sir. Studied audio engineering. I did recording arts, yep. And you interned at ARS Recording Studio during your time there? I did. I did. And then you broke off from there. Why did you leave there to go start TSM Studio? Um, well, you know, uh, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid, uh, like a real entrepreneur. And so when I when I was working there, uh, the my mentor who owned the studio, you know, he, he was severely focused on just recording bands and so to be honest with you and you know as you guys know in, in the recording industry if you want to eat you need to make money and uh, recording isn't always something that you can count on to make a ton of money on so I started asking and, and saying hey you know um, I think we could add this to uh, the studio I think we could do this I think we could do this and um, he didn't really he didn't really want to do that and so to be honest, I started doing it myself, and then it was really tough because I worked there for a year and a half. Uh, they fired the other guy once I graduated, gave me his job, and then five months later, I quit to start TSM because you know the the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is not working, not having partners or not working, but it's when you know you can accomplish more and people won't give you that leeway, you know? Mm. So I, I decided to, um, it was really probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I didn't sleep for days, I was terrified. And everybody kept telling me like, you're crazy, you worked there for all this time, they've even hired you. You know, you're gonna quit and you're gonna start your own business and you're gonna do all this stuff. And, and uh, I was like, yeah, I am gonna do that. And, and so here we are 12 years later. So it was a, a, a really big jump that I had to make, but it was, it was excellent and I'm, I'm happy now. Did you always feel like you were an entrepreneur from when you were going in full sail or? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in Cincinnati and I'm very proud to be from Cincinnati. Um, I, when I was 17, I was really into cars and I, as a 17 year old kid, couldn't, I couldn't afford to do anything to, to my car. So one day I, I, I saw in a, a magazine, um, I, at the time I installed car stereos and I was really into music and audio and stuff like that. So I saw this ad for a gold plating machine and you could buy it from Cleveland. So one day I took some of the money, I sold some of the stereos that I had and I drove up to Cleveland I bought this gold plating machine and I came back down and I started just doing, back in those days people actually wanted their emblems on their cars, gold, no one does that now. And I started doing that, and then I got enough money to, then I bought a DJing equipment set. Um, I bought all my production. I started making music when I was about 19. When I, oh, I, I had really been into music before that, but that's when I started buying all my equipment and everything and getting into the engineering side. I really loved MIDI. I, I was always fascinated with MIDI, triggering, and all this stuff. And um, so I, I just, my dad was an entrepreneur. My mom was not an entrepreneur. My mom, you know, worked at AT&T for her entire life. So she was always never understood, you know, like, what do you, why would you want to do this? You need to get a job and a uh, pension and all these things. And um, so when I, I went to Full Sail a little bit later in life. And so I think for me, that was the best thing that I could have done. Because a lot of times going to school, I think, is it, when you're a little younger is what everyone expects you to do. But, you know, you don't know who you are really a lot of times, you know, so you go to school and you get out of school at 22, 23. And then by 27, it's like, well, I'm a different person now. Mm -hmm. So I, I made it to I, I had I love I look back at my life and I don't necessarily tell people they should do what I did. But, you know, I spent the good portion of my 20s 
just having fun, partying. I, I DJed at a nightclub. I lived at the beach. I just, I, I, I loved that. And then one day I said, okay, you know, this has been a good time, but I keep inventing things and I keep thinking of things. I keep writing things down. I'm like, you know, drinking beer every night and playing music's fun, but I can't do that forever. And so um, that's when I decided to go to Full Sail. And when I went down to Full Sail, I was a little older, so I was very focused on what I, you know, what I wanted to do. And I always give the credit to my success by the first day of school, I started looking for studios to work at. And most people get internships when they graduate or whatever in the first the first day. And I I, I can't say what I said on the, here. This I would love this would be a great thing for me to tell you, but I basically told I called the studio the ARS for one time. The guy said. We're not looking for anybody, right? We don't, we don't need any interns or whatever. And then I called back again. I said, hey, you know, I called last week. I, I'll, I'll do whatever. And he was like, have you graduated from Full Sail? And I said, actually, no, I just started two weeks ago. And they were like, well, we can't have you in here. I said, listen, man, I don't even care. And I said this, I'll clean crap out of the toilet with my bare hand if you just let me come in there and work. I don't ever, I don't need to touch the, the equipment. I don't need to do anything. And he said, man, that's that's awesome attitude, but no. So I called <laughs> back the next week and he, and he was like, fine, fine, fine. And I went in there and I did not get a chance. Like they were tearing up the A room and all the studio equipment. And basically I just did construction for um, man, it's four, three or four months, never touched, never touched Pro Tools, never any of that stuff. But um, I went in there and made my presence known. And that's what I feel like the people today need to do. You know, that it's like if you're when I went in there, you know, people always complain about internships and they say, oh, man, I'm not going to go work for free. It's like, well, I went and worked for free for a long time, but I wasn't for free because I knew I knew what I was what I was planning to do. You're investing in yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's the that's the problem I see with a lot of people that complain about internships. It's like if you're complaining about an internship, that's because you're just going to go and sit there and do nothing and hope that they give you a job. And that's not how this industry works. I went in there and I uh, I respected the master. Um, I did anything they asked me and I didn't complain about it. I mean, I had, there were people who were such jerks. Go get me coffee. It's 3 a.m. and I want two of the caramel cream caramel creams, one Irish cream, five sugars, and it's like. Really? You know, like, okay. But it's like, you know what? I didn't make a face. I went and got it. I brought it back. I said, I repeated the order to him. And I did all those things. And it's sort of like now some days when, when I'm the boss, it's like because I put that in to be there. And so I don't feel bad about that now. You know what I mean? It was like you got to put in the work. But if you're just going in and you're just doing it, you're not learning or growing your own, your mind or your brand or your business, then you really are it is silly you're just working for free and and that's the problem a lot of people are, are facing here but um but i i really i i that was the the biggest thing was i worked that i went to full sale that whole year while i worked at this place and so as soon as i graduated they fired a guy uh, that was the manager who's actually still my friend oddly enough um and gave me his job and it was just it just at that point i had our i had pushed myself into this work mode of you know sleep two hours a day of work go work, go to school, get back, snooze for an hour, go back to the studio. And so when school got out, it was like, so we need to be doing more. Why aren't we doing more? And uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't just stay there by myself. And that's, and that's why I had to go and, and to create TSM. One, one aside real quick, when you brought up the, the guy telling you the very exact coffee order, 
you never know when you're being tested either. That's right. You know, and let's say you do get it right, you get it right every time. That's also a positive reflection upon you. Eventually, the guy's going to go, he's the only guy who can get it right. That's right. If he can mm-hmm. get my coffee order right, even if it's subconsciously, this guy I can probably trust with yeah. X, Y, or Z, yeah. these other things. So, you, well, they, you know, people want people that they can count on. I mean, there's going to, yeah. you know, especially in the music industry, they're gonna have, you're going to deal with people who are going to try to take advantage of you in, in every light there is possible. But I, the one thing I always I've realized through my ventures of, of life is the music business isn't really that much different from any business. I mean, in any business, I'm going to try to pay you the least amount I can, get the most out of you, and try mm-hmm. to move along. The, the record industry just happens to have a lot more egos, so a lot more people almost kind of feel cool to do that as opposed to like where I just don't really want to pay that much if I don't have to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it is a tough industry, but business in general, it, I found is it's very similar in, in any kind of industry. Um, but, you know, that same guy that, that did that to me with the coffee also took his some time a couple months down the road and showed me how to wrap chords the right way because I was doing it wrong. Little, just little things like, you know, people, people will try to break you, especially as an intern, and you have to, you just have to, you know, you just have to understand, like, I, I always carry the mentality, like, laugh now, because down the road, and it's so crazy now, because there's so many people that I worked with when I was an intern that I'm still cool with now, that I've, and I've owned my business for 12 years, and we've upgraded it several different times, and we do things, and it's like, you know, I just know that there's a, a gang of people that have such an amount of respect because they know what I did they know you know they know that I paid for my own way through school and I lived super poor and now I've got the nice car and I had the crappy car and I doubt you know and all these things and it's just like you know if you want that respect in any business but especially in this you know you gotta you gotta not complain not make excuses and you just gotta do what you gotta do and don't you know and and watch out for resources you know uh, Joe and I were talking on the hall while we were waiting you know this is an industry of trying, you know, my panel that I'm speaking on tomorrow is bridging the gap between education and the real world. And it's like, you know, I'm not not really the, the biggest school person, but I can definitely make every kind of deal and make sales all day long. And so uh, I, I like to work with educated people. And that's the thing is, you know, you're, you're very, you're really well educated. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm, I'm more on to the... Um, business side you know entrepreneurial side so you connect with those people and and you can get a better you know better product out that way Mm -hmm. how can you help each other benefit in this situation right right a lot of times that you know people start companies or do things together that are the same kind of person and that doesn't work out Um, you know my my original business partner was not business very artistic and we did really well together and my current business partner is the same way he is not a business guy but he is a very he's very good at editing and video and art and art and the, the the engineers that I have at my studio really good at that so I do their business for them they do these pieces and you and you're you have to add something to the other person's if you have to, you know you have two two positives that's why they say opposites attract it makes sense you know if you really think about it, it makes sense because if you have two pluses and you take a battery and you put them together they won't you know they they do this thing and they they won't stick together and that's exactly how people are. You know, if I'm a real outgoing person and you're a real outgoing person, we're going to be out somewhere and one of us is going to be like, I wish this guy would shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, you know, it's kind of, you got to find the right fit there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. My, my next question would be sort of how did you take TSM studio and not make it more than just a recording studio? You guys do plenty of other media stuff. We can Absolutely. talk about that. Um, 
you know, one of the things about being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, and and this is I believe, you know, I believe this, uh, there's a lot of ways that people will think of an entrepreneur, right? Some people think, hey, I'm really good at uh, my job, so I should quit and start a business, and now I'm an entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. to me, I don't feel like that about it. You know, yesterday, literally, while we were in a, in a thing. I thought of a, of, a, of a new idea, like a new company. I would love to tell you guys, because I feel like you guys were like, wow, yeah, but I can't on radio, I'm not gonna tell everybody. Um, but you know, I have a list of these things, and, and that's the, the, the thing is, when I, when I started with TSM, I thought, why am I, ha- I love the music business, I love recording, I love making music, why am I, what are we lacking on making money, right? And the problem is, and this is another thing I always try to explain to students when, we, when I speak to them is, you know, the biggest problem with music is most people just want to be the artist. Nobody thinks about, hey, I could have a real successful career as a songwriter. I could have a real successful career as a producer or as a manager. Or everybody wants to be like, I'm Beyonce, I'm on TV, or I'm, I'm the next, you know, whoever. And so as I was dealing with a lot of that at the studio, and then I started talking to my, to the guy that owned the studio at the time, my mentor, Sam Varela was his name, um, why don't we do, you know, why don't we do this? You know, why don't we do this? And we, No, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to film things. I don't, I don't want to do this. And, you know, we're talking 2004, so, you know, the internet and all that was way different. You know, I had a sidekick back then that had barely the internet. You know, now we have iPhones that, you know, you can download gigs and whatnot on. So... Internet and, and software and time were a lot different. Social media wasn't out. You know, when we started, there was no such thing. I remember somebody was like, oh, I got a MySpace page. I'm like, what is MySpace, you know? <laughs> and now social media defines the world. Um, so for me, it's like a creating a way, you know, we, we do uh, web, video. We have our, stu- our, our full commercial recording studio with our SSL and our, and our live room or B room and Pro Tools and everything. Um, we have a 3D printer I just invested in. Um, part of what in, in marketing, part of what we do is I, I, I very much just like a lot of things, but I also like to bring, you know, when I first started, I thought everybody had to be an employee, right? And we live in a world now where there's virtual everything. I've got a guy that lives in Boston who's a ridiculously good illustrator. And so certain projects I come across, I'm like, hey, I need a, I need this image made uh, and you're the guy. So he'll send that to me and then I'll give it to this person. And so the reason we, we created all the other things that we do is they all fall together. You know, a, a lot of our clients are, are entertainment industry clients. But one thing that if, if you're selling a product like a like let's say sessions we were talking about this on the hallway everything's time-based right so you only have 24 hours in a day and that's if you're gonna work 24 hours right you know so then you try to how can I double this how can I do this so that that's the probably the most lower level answer to that question is you know I wanted to figure out how could I replicate my my business to be doing things and making money even when when I'm tied up in something and so that's that's where we are now and it's also led me down the road to realize like creative industry is really difficult career choice because you know if you want this cup of coffee and it's two bucks I put I I get it for a dollar I sell it to you for two dollars that's black and white what I want you to make me an album that's gray I want you to design my album cover. That's gray. That's a gray area. There's no right? materials. Right. Really. There's nothing like we were we were saying out there. There's no right or wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how many people would say, I love this. How many people would say, I hate this. Well, who's right, who's wrong, right? So, you know, when you're when you decide to, to venture down a creative business or creative path in life, 
um, you have to you have to be able to first of all take criticism a lot, and you have to understand you're 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 making more work for yourself, right? So one of the things about a recording the, the recording industry that's tough is you become friends with the people you work with, right? So many sessions that I've done late night, three in the morning, you know, doing. Hey, I got this cool guitar tone. Let's let's try this out. Oh my god, it's awesome. Now we're there till 5 36 a.m. playing a guitar. And we bonded. And now I gotta go, man, that was awesome. Can I get that 500 bucks you owe me? And that's the that's one of the hardest part about about this industry over anything I've ever seen anywhere else. It's like, you know, Starbucks doesn't have a problem asking you for your money for your coffee. But when you and somebody been bonding jamming out all night long, but it's like, hey, I gotta keep the lights on, you know, how do you do that? And so we we decided the creative stuff that we do can kind of all lapse together. Um, example, I've got many people that come to the studio to record. And then while they're there, they'll go, hey, th we have lots of cool art of all the things that we've, we've got to do over the years. And they'll say, uh, what are you guys doing here? I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we're filming the video for that guy. Oh, you film video? Yeah, we do. And now what they're paying us for the session just went up because now I've got one of my camera guys in filming it. And so then they, they see that, and we show it to them. Well, we'll keep from that, uh, what, what can we make? Well, we can do a music video. Um, then we can put it on your site. Oh, you don't have a site? So what we, what we started out and, uh, with, the, with all music industry stuff, and we kind of branched out into these other fields because it was a way to, just to make more money. But all those things, like I'll meet a client that, from video, and then that client will want, want to use the studio for something. Mm -hmm. Or I'll meet a client, like I said, for a studio, and then they want this. They want that, and so now the same way with the 3D printer. No one understands why. Why I bought a 3D printer, and it's like, well, they will. You know what I mean? Like it just take a little bit of time. They'll figure it out because there's you got to stay in the this, the forefront of, of of technology and innovation, right? So my passion is for definitely for music and the music industry, but I also have to make a living, right? So you you have to. The the reason we came up with a lot of these things is we need to supplement income. Because, you know, if you're trying to record, let's say, uh, for a living, until you get that big one, it's going to be tough. Or you have to live in a major market. You know, you can go to L.A. and you can live and do those kind of things all day. But now your, your fees are way higher, right? You got way higher rent. Food is $60 a meal everywhere you go. So, you know, we live in Orlando. Luckily for us, there's Miami right down the street. And Miami is just alive and buzzing with entertainment like you all kinds of music all kinds of they're doing a lot of films down there i mean a lot of people love miami so orlando is central so we have you know there's not a bad little music scene in orlando either um, but obviously miami's right there but a lot of people will travel for the vibe you know and and for the fact that we provide those other services we'll get people to travel to us or we'll get clients you know we have some pretty high-end clients some high-profile people and people are always like you guys are a couple people that were started out in the garage. How did you get those people? And it's like, well, I don't know. I know, you know, making the right connections and doing good work and, and you know, staying on it. You know, you connect, and when you connect with one, you connect with more. So, you just keep growing it like that. You know, people should connect with you on LinkedIn because I'm looking at, or you don't want them. Well, to no, know. that's fine. My LinkedIn, your LinkedIn is, page is pretty good, though. Oh, you really? Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm hard. I'm. I'm good. I love social media, but I'm not a LinkedIn guy. Uh, but I feel like it's okay. It's actually. I'm like. I'm looking. You have a, uh, a sessions page. Yes. And there are some really great pictures that are really. You know, they show you in the studio. They show what the studio looks like. They show you doing a video with yeah. somebody. I mean, they're. It's. It's uh, appealing to the eye. Absolutely. What's going on Thanks. here? So yeah. So and it has a picture of your homepage, which is again. 
your your homepage yeah. through, your, through your website. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm sorry. telling you. I'm sorry. Be a, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that's not, no, no. That's that's point. terrible for me from as, as a salesman. <laughs> like I should be fired. Uh, it's TSM Studio. Tom, Steve, Mary, TSM studio.com what does the tsm stand for uh true sun media when uh when we when i I originally started a company in 2004 with a guy um and he had his own little thing called true pixel Mm -hmm. and growing up i had a little personal brand called it was just sun what was the name of it i just long story but when we came together we were like well you're let's just take tru and sun and put it together Mm -hmm. but then of course Branding note, take this note down. Whenever designing a, d- a name for your business, come up with one where there's only one spelling for it. Because true mm-hmm. sun can be spelled a hundred yeah. ways. And there are, everywhere I went in the beginning, I'd go, yeah, true sun media. And they're like, T-R-U-S-O-N? Or, you know what I mean? It was, and it was just yeah. like, okay, TSM Studio. <laughs> right, <laughs> a little right. bit easier. Um, you know, but that that was uh, what we, we it's weird now to look at it so so many years later, like, Wow, it's like uh, we've we've had our we've had our company for a long time, and uh, it was just this little. We we what funny about our company was we were going to start. I met this guy at the recording studio, my my original partner, uh, who's been gone now for several years. He went on to do some other things, um, but we were going to duplicate DVDs. We were going to utilize the studio to have sessions that we were then going to take people that were recording and give them CDs and say, hey, we can film, but we can also uh, bring in your videos and we can convert them to DVDs. That's mm-hmm. what our original first thing we were going to start doing was. And he said, well, you know, I can do uh, I can do some web and some graphic stuff. And then I met my other, my current partner who is still, he's been around with me since the beginning. And he was like, well, I shoot video. And I said, okay, well, you know, I do audio and definitely can, we'll go out and get a sales. And uh, so we started with that, and then we just, what was great was in the beginning, we were right next door to ARS, so we just, all of our original clients were audio. And I, I will say this for people that are listening to this, the one really great thing about working at a studio is you will meet all types of, of people that will that can connect you. I've, I've met, um, one of my instructors at Full Sail happened to walk out of the studio one day after I had graduated, he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I mean, I've been working here for a year, man. Yeah, and he's, oh, well, that's really cool. That guy was in my wedding. Um, he he got me some of the biggest clients that I ever got in, in since I've had his company. He was working for a huge music producer named Dark Child, um, who, and he got me him, and when he got me him, that guy doing work for him got us tons of other clients. I mean, just there's no other individual client I could think of since I've had this business that got me more additional work than that one. And that was all through this engineer who was actually an instructor of mine at Full Sail that was a buddy that I saw him in a, in a, inside a, um, in a session. One other real quick one like that, I had a, uh, uh, do, I did a, a record for this kid named, his name was Kev. And uh, uh, he'll never hear this, thankfully, um, because he will—he would kill me for telling the story. But um, I, I worked on some music with another producer, and then we recorded his album. And this is in like 2003. And um, then when I started, you know, the, to branch out from the studio to TSM, and he knew we had done websites as well. He came in one day and he was like, "Hey, I uh, um, want you to do a website for for the, I'm on this new label." And I was like, "Great, we did that, and they loved it." He's like, "Cool." Now um, my cousin is uh, going to be playing for the Magic. And I, I want to see if you could do his website. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And that ended up being Dwight Howard. And I still were. I was literally doing some stuff for them right before I came in here. And it's like, he's not a music guy, 
but because his cousin was a music guy, we've got this NBA player. And when he lived in Orlando, you know, now he's not he's not as like people don't love him like they loved him when he was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But that was a, that's a huge client that supported us for a long time. In addition to creating, you know, it's a high profile. It's definitely something people are you know, like wowed by. We've we we just filmed and put out a documentary about him just recently. It's on our on our YouTube, and it's amazing because all that stemmed from a session I did way before this. You know, mm-hmm. just in the studio, and that's the one thing I always tell people that's interesting about recording studios is. You just you never know who's going to show up because you might have the smallest little place, but you've got a, a Pro Tools rig and some speakers, and somebody comes into town, they can't find a place, and they call somebody and they go, "Yeah, I got a I got a, a buddy who's got a spot," and all of a sudden you've got this famous person in your studio, and that's why I love having these other services that we offer because now it's like, well, we can not just do this one thing for you; we can do all these things for you, and uh, that's that's how we got into you know widening our our services because. You know, what the, your best client in sales is another fact for, for the people listening. Your best client in sales are the clients you already have. You know what I mean? They trust you. They love you. If you have more stuff to sell them, you don't got to sell them. They'll buy it. The hardest part is finding new ones. So the more you can offer to the people that are already spending money with you, you know, the, the more the, it, it's easy. So that's why we, uh, that's kind of why we did that. And you have offered us quite a bit today. And we need to stop. Okay. Because oh. we've struck a wall. We've walked into a wall. We walked, I know. Me, yeah. I, know. I talk and a lot. Sorry. There's nothing wrong with a guest who speaks. So uh, the worst thing is uh, when we have a guest and uh, we were trying to pull answers. Yes. Everything's, yes. No. We yes. do that interview somebody. Yeah. So why did you do this? Because I was here. <laughs> oh. Well, very okay. good. Yeah. <laughs> Things are going well with that. Move forward with that and we're done. Exactly. <laughs> so we should uh, give some thanks out because we're ending this. We're going to end this. Is it okay with you guys, with the people filming this? Hi, Melanie. How are you? Well, Filmer, what's your name, sir? Damien. Damien. So we want to thank Damien and Melanie who, who have been watching this whole thing and filming this. Are we ever going to see this? Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna, this. We'll send it over to you guys. You can send it out to, uh, to your following and stuff. Okay. And That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. We've had Jason Ross of TSM Studio on. Jason, thank you so much. There's some great stuff that you were talking about. So there's a lot to listen to and mm-hmm. a lot to learn from. So we do appreciate that. It's really Absolutely. good stuff. My pleasure. Thank we you. want to thank Joe Pomerico. Getting the MBA. Yes. Making it happen. Yes. Making the BA. Education. There we go. Thank you, Joe. We want to thank Dr. Esteban Marconi. The BA. Getting the, the MBA. Is it making the oh, BA? I try to make it turn something. I already yeah. have the BA. I'm BA fine. BS. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Marconi is fine, and I am your professor, David Kirk Philp. And instead of saying hello at the end of every podcast and radio show, we want to say adios. Yeah. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more.